0: Tonight, I'm glad y'all are jumping on with us and joining online on this Wednesday night with us. This is Ash Wednesday, so uh, for those of you that may, uh, you know, just kind of follow along with some of that. Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent, leading up to Easter. Uh, so now we're, we've got this time frame leading up to Easter now, um, and Lent is is just that time of of. Uh, repentance, penitence in that time of Of uh, fasting and prayer and that's what really this Ash Wednesday is all about and so uh, be in prayer be prayerful as we lead towards Easter Uh, we are believing and asking God that this Resurrection Sunday uh, coming up is going to be an amazing time we had to do everything different last year online but we are believing for an outpouring of God's spirit on Resurrection Sunday all around uh, this world so just be praying Uh, humble your mind lower your mind Humble your hearts and, and just prepare yourself for this season um, that we are moving into as the church. So, all right, uh, let's, uh, let's jump into the Word. What I'm going to do with you tonight, I, I was going to be kicking off a series this week. Um, but I just felt led in a different direction, and uh, you'll know why here in just a moment. I had a, a little bit of inspiration earlier, and uh, and so I decided that I was going to put off the series that we're going to start until next um, until next Wednesday, and we're we're going to start the. Uh, I'm sorry, I I can't let that go by on uh, on YouTube. I. Uh, I just noticed Ken had put, uh, good evening to Huggy McHuggerson, so uh, uh, Jimmy must be on. So uh, anyway, that I, I'm trying to be serious, and then I see that comment pop up in my... Oh, I see Jimmy's comment now. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, we... Were <laughs> Uh, he's giving an elbow call for us. So anyway, uh, you guys, I'm, I'm trying to be serious here as we move forward, but, but uh, uh, I got a little inspiration. So we're going to start our series next Wednesday. I want you to be sure and be with us next Wednesday, starting next Wednesday. We're going to start a series on, um, on the book of Ruth, the story of Ruth. And, and we're going to be talking about freedom for all. And I'm, I'm excited about this series. I really believe uh, that we are going to have just a great time uh, on Wednesday nights on at the walk. So you don't want to miss this. I think it's going to be good. Not sure how many weeks we're going to go. Uh, but if you want to get ahead, you can read the book of Ruth. And you can prepare yourself and maybe be thinking. And maybe we can have some discussion time as we uh, go through that series uh, next week. So uh, starting next week. Wednesday night we're starting the series on Ruth, um, and I'm looking at titling it "Freedom for All." That's not a settled thing yet. We're, I'm still working on a few things. But tonight, uh, I really what I want to do tonight is I I want to just give you more of a devotional tonight. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you about some things the Lord just kind of dropped in. I felt like the Lord dropped into my heart. And when I say that, I don't mean I heard an audible voice or anything like that. I mean, the Spirit of the Lord um, just just directed my heart in this direction for tonight. And so I uh, just kind of scrapped my other idea for tonight, pushed that off to next week. And I just want to give you this devotion. I want to give you some thinking and talking points. So what I want you to do is if you're with your family tonight, when we close this out, spend a little bit of time talking uh, with those that you're together with. If you're by yourself, maybe just write some things down and think your way through this a little bit. Or maybe... Chat with someone on the on the phone or or through Messenger or by text or whatever you need to do. Find some people and maybe talk about this a little bit uh, if you have that opportunity because I, I really think this could be something that this uh, this devotion tonight could be something that maybe could be very beneficial for us if, if we would think a little bit about it. Okay, so we're going to get into this. I'm going to ask you this question as we start tonight and... Uh, and just see uh, where where this leads us for just the next few minutes. And and so, the question that I have to ask you is this: Are you stuck? Are you stuck? Now I'm sure that that you can understand maybe where a little bit of this inspiration came from uh, in my life as I've been out driving around, trying to do the things that I needed to do, getting out, um, getting over to the church, taking care of things there, going other places as necessary, and, and seeing people stuck and trying to be helpful when I could and, and helping um, our neighbors. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, but, but I see people stuck. And if you watch the news, if you haven't been out of your house in this, I'm sure if you watch the news, you've seen people that are stuck car stranded all over the place the other day we had a terrible wreck on the turnpike and uh, uh, people were stuck on the turnpike for hours the terrible wreck down in the Dallas area uh, of over a hundred cars involved in that wreck and people stuck because they just can't move and and so as as I've been uh, driving around and seeing this and then all of a sudden that concept just began to grow in my mind on that question of, are you stuck? I I hope you'll catch this, but I wonder how many people that are watching me tonight, or that will see this at some time or some point, feel like in some area of their life, they are stuck. I mean, it could be anything. It could be, feel stuck on your job. You feel stuck, uh, kind of just frozen and stuck in relationships or, or you, you just feel stuck spiritually or stuck emotionally. It it just feels like you're just, you're just in this place and, and there's just, there's, you're just not going anywhere. I mean, we've lived through a year that I know people are feeling stuck. We feel like we're stuck inside. We feel like we're stuck in this abnormal uh situation that that is so challenging for all of us and and we just feel stuck hard to know what to do hard to know what's coming next we see it in our church at Riverlife church we just have you know the sunday before this last sunday first sunday in february we had um what i believe was probably about the largest on-campus Uh, gathering that we've had for quite some time as several people came I mean we were nowhere near capacity and nowhere near where we were before all of this started but it felt so great just to have more people there on campus and you could just sense the the feeling of that but then the very next week we are hit with this storm and all of this snowstorm and the and all of this weather and all of this stuff and so and and so here we go again on the roller coaster and just feel like every time you feel like there's a little momentum that then you're just stuck again it's just like you just plow into another drift and you're just stuck there stuck in situations stuck in circumstances and and so hopefully I'm going to ask you some questions tonight that you can evaluate as you consider this idea of being stuck. If you want to take your Bibles, if you've got your Bible, or you can write this down, if you want to write down or turn to Exodus chapter 14, Exodus chapter number 14, the entire chapter. um, Exodus chapter 14, the entire chapter of Exodus 14. It's the story of Moses now leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, and he leads them to the Red Sea. And here they are on the bank of the Red Sea, wilderness all around them, mountains here and there, wilderness all around them. And, and then Pharaoh gets word that they have fled. Pharaoh gets word that, that they are in a precarious position. So he sends his chariots and some 600 chariots, uh, choice chariots that that were his special forces, and the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And and he goes with them to destroy and to bring back Israel into bondage. And so we pick the story up, and I'm not going to read the scripture for you. You You can read that on your own. But we come to this place, and here is Egypt barreling down, the Egyptian army barreling down on Israel the children of Israel they have the Red Sea in front of them this wilderness area that they can't cross all around them and now the Egyptian army coming they are stuck they have nowhere to go they can't go forward they can't go backward they can't go sideways they're stuck and that in my mind That's what I see in our people get out in their cars and maybe they don't have four-wheel drive and they think, oh, I've got this. The road looks pretty good. But you try to turn into one of the businesses that wasn't plowed and you hit those drifts and you get stuck. Okay, they were stuck. So if you are feeling stuck, there's some good news. We have some biblical examples of people that have felt stuck and that there were some ways out of them being stuck. And so what does Israel do? Look, we're going to we're going to just hit a couple things here with them. What what happens? Well, the first thing they do is they complain. Like they always did when things didn't go their way. They start complaining and murmuring and they start hollering at Moses. Why did you bring we told you you were going to bring us out here and we were going to die. We told you that Egypt was going to 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 come and take us back. We had it better in Egypt than we have it. Were there not enough graves in Egypt that you had to bring us out here that we're going to die out here in this stuck place? That was their first response. And sadly, that's the first response of many people in our world today. When they feel stuck, when they hit a stuck place, their immediate reaction is to complain about it. So Moses began to pray, God began to speak to him, and and God tells him, I'm going to lead them across the Red Sea. I want you to take the staff in your hand, and I want you to hold your hands up over the Red Sea, and as you commanded to roll back, it's going to roll back, and they're going to cross over on dry ground. Now, most of us will probably know the story. Moses lifts up his hands over the sea with the rod in his hands, and the sea rolls back, Israel walks through, the Bible says on dry ground. Then Egypt chases them in. And as they chase them into the Red Sea, Israel makes it to the other side. Then God takes the wheels off of the chariots of Egypt. And then the Red Sea, when Moses calls it back together, comes back together and drowns the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. So what was a stuck moment Turned in to complete victory. Now that's the concept. You might feel stuck right now. And Ryan, I, I see that. Ryan it says sounds like him eight months ago when he was stuck in addiction, stuck in failure. But, but that stuck moment did not win. There was a way out of it that led to victory and sober and and overcoming and and that's what I want to tell you tonight you might feel stuck in something but th- with god there is a way out through christ there is always a way out so the question is are you stuck now here here is the the statements that I want to make and I want you to write these down because these are the statements that that you might that I hopefully you will talk with somebody about So I want you to write these down. The question is, are you stuck? The statements are these. You can get stuck even when others around you aren't getting stuck. If you've gotten out and driven it all, then you will see people that got stuck somewhere along the side of the road. They couldn't move, had to abandon their car, while other people are just driving on. So the reality is just because everybody else is still moving doesn't mean that you can't get stuck. You can get stuck even when others around you are not. See, you need to understand that. And, and that, that's gonna this is going to come together at the end of this tonight. So that statement, you can get stuck even when... So we don't live our life by what others are doing. We have to determine where we are. So others may be moving or their life may be going in different directions... But you can be stuck while everyone else is moving. So keep your eyes on Christ. Don't look everywhere else. Keep your eyes on what God's plan for you is. If you feel stuck, don't just sit and look at everybody else moving. Understand, okay, they may be doing their thing, but I'm stuck, so I've got to find a way out of this. I'm not just going to live my life through everybody else moving. You know, through the pandemic... Many of us said, and we watched other people doing things on TV because we just couldn't do things ourselves. Well, you know what? After a while, I don't know about you, but I got tired of that. I wanted to be doing something. So it's not good enough for other people to be moving. I don't want to be stuck. So you got to get that in your mind. you got to hold that. second statement is this. You can get unstuck even when others can't or won't. So you don't have to stay stuck just because those that are around you are stuck. Okay? So so just think about it. Others around you may be stuck, but you don't have to be stuck. You can keep moving. You can get out. I, as I was driving, there were people in certain places stuck, but I could keep going. Okay? That... We see cars abandoned on the side of the road. The people got stuck, but but I kept going. So, so just because others are getting stuck. See, this is a time many people are getting stuck in fear, stuck in worry, stuck in doubt, stuck in, in, in just losing things and giving up. But we don't have to remain stuck. We can get unstuck even when others can't or won't because God will help us if we will turn to Him and keep our focus. Third statement is this. Almost always, you need help to get out of the stuck situation. You're going to need help. You're going to need a tool. Or you're going to need a friend. Or you're going to need someone that's going to be able to help you out. Ultimately, all of us need our Heavenly Father. All of us need Christ to pull us out when you are stuck it's going to take help there are people that get get stuck i was at the neighborhood market uh the other day and a young girl was trying to come in and just stuck her car right there well i was i was there so i went over to try to help push and by myself I couldn't get enough traction because it was so slick all around. But then a couple other guys came and we were able to push her car and then she was able to get going. But if it had not been for some help, if she had not allowed somebody to help her, if she had not opened herself up to help, she would have remained stuck. See, sometimes, almost always, when you're really in a stuck situation, you're going to need some help to get out of it. So turn to God. Turn to others. Reach out open your heart get the right tools you know if you're out driving in this and maybe if you just have a shovel and and you know some ice melt you can shovel you under your tires there put some and get some traction there so you can get going again so you have to have the right tool or you have to have someone to help you and you always have to have god's help so you need help to get out of stuck situation now number four the fourth statement you can try to examine all the reasons why you're stuck or you can focus on getting out and getting going. See, how foolish would it be to sit in the car that's buried in a snowbank and sit there and and in our mind all we're doing is saying, how did this happen? How did I get here? Why did I do this? And how that when, when what we really need to be focused on is how do I get out of this? What's it going to take to get out of it? Don't just stay where you are. Turn your mind around. Don't just complain about how you got there. Don't just go over and over and over all the reasons that you're there. But but determine your focus on how you can get out and how you can get going. Okay? turn your mind around see and then the last statement is this then when you get unstuck if you don't learn you can get restuck because if you if you don't learn from your stuck situations when you get out of them then you will continue the process and you will get restuck there was a young lady that Veronica had seen had posted on our neighborhood Page that said she got she got restuck three times just in her neighborhood. So she got stuck, people helped her out, she got stuck, people helped her out, she got stuck again. So you can get restuck, and there's a lot of people who go through life just from one stuck situation to another, from one chaotic moment to another. So freedom is the answer. Being able to get out and get going. Get your focus right. So get your mind right. Learn what took you to that stuck place. Get your mind focused on how to get out. Be willing to have help. Be willing to turn to God. Turn to others. Get the right tools in your life. Realize that even if no one else around you is unstuck, you can be unstuck and keep going. And then realize that even though others are moving, you got to stay focused because you can get stuck. So I just wanted to, now, come back to Israel at the Red Sea. All of those things apply to them. They were stuck. God made a way and people began to move. But when they were moving, Egypt got stuck in the water. And then they could get unstuck out of their situation even when others couldn't or wouldn't. Because it looked hopeless for them until the way opened and they found their way out. God delivered them. And the help they needed was God. The help they needed was Moses calling out on their behalf to a God. Right tools. And then they could have said and said, now why, like they always did, why are we here? Why did this happen? Or they had to get their focus together and get their focus on getting out and getting going. And then what they did, they didn't learn. Because they got out, God did that for them, and then for the rest of the journey to the promised land until that generation died off, the rest of the journey they spent getting restuck. So, where are you on this journey? Are you stuck? 1 Kings 18, verse 21, story of Elijah on Mount Carmel. and and he's going to challenge the prophets of Baal, and he calls to the people, and he says, how long are you going to be stuck between serving two gods? How long until you get it right and you turn to God? In Mark chapter 2, and you can write this down, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, there is a story of a paralytic man. Jesus is in the house. The crowd is so big around them that they can't get in the door. Four of his friends carried him on his bed so that Jesus could heal him. They couldn't get in because of the crowd. They were stuck. So what did they do? They went up on the roof, opened up the roof, let the man down. The man was healed because of their faith. They got unstuck when it looked like they would have to stay stuck. Acts chapter nine, another one to write down, verses 20 through 25. Paul has gotten saved. Acts nine, verse 20 through 25. Paul has gotten saved. He's now preaching the gospel. He goes and, and they determined the Jews determined they're going to kill him. They determined they're going to kill him. He's stuck in the city. They're watching, waiting to catch him to kill him. And so by night, the his friends led him down over the gate so he could sneak away during the night so that he could be free. When it looked like he was stuck, he got the help necessary to get out, go on, and he went on to take the gospel to the world, his world and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So those stories, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think this over. Talk this over with someone if possible. Write down, look at those stories. Look at your life. Write down or talk about the areas in your life that you feel stuck. And then look at those stories and ask yourself, now what can apply to my situation? Where am I? What, what, is my, what needs to change about my focus? What is the right tool that I need? Who are the right people that can help me out of this? Why am I not learning and why am I continuing to get restuck? Don't live life stuck. And don't live, squander freedom getting restuck. Let me say that again. Don't live life stuck and don't squander your freedom getting restuck. Turn to God. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Ask Him for help. Whatever your stuck situation, ask Him for help and He will see you through. He said... John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. He will lead you out of your stuck situation. So whatever you're facing, it's time to get unstuck and to get out and to get going. If you got kids at home, talk to them. What areas do you feel stuck in? Whoever you're around, what what areas are we stuck in? And let's turn it to the Lord and let's find the way out. I hope that you'll take those scriptures and look at them. You'll take those statements, just hear them. May have to listen to this again. Hear them. Ask yourself where you are in this process and determine to live free. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you tonight. We are thankful that you are able to deliver us from every stuck situation. That you're able to help us. You're able to walk with us. You're able to to show us the way out and the right path. You're able to take the fear, the worry, the doubt of these moments and you're able to turn them into the right direction, and the right focus, with the right tools, with the right people, with the right opportunities, and you're able to lead us out and to lead us on. So Lord, we are not going to settle for being stuck. We are going on with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. amen. Remember this, as a follower of Christ, you have been recreated and you are a four-wheel, all-wheel drive vehicle that you can keep moving through every terrain, through every situation, through every circumstance. Do not stay stuck. Amen. Amen. I hope you'll hear that. I hope you'll talk about it. And I hope that I'll hear testimonies of people that said, you know what? God helped me. I found His way. And I got out. And I got going. Amen.